Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Merritt. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm all agog. It's, it's a whole new world. It's GDPR day. Yeah, I'm not going to... What's I, I'm GDPR? GDPR? I'm not going to send any more emails or communicate in any any way for fear of being hauled off to the to the you know to the pokey, <laughs> the general data protection regulation. Um, that's that thing that that is causing us us for the past few days uh, to do nothing but respond to to click on uh, uh, new new privacy uh, policies from every th- website you've ever uh, you've ever touched. But something that has been going on in Europe for a couple of years. I mean, uh, I'm I'm just thinking back to our mutual travels uh, for NATO a couple of years ago. You know, you tried to order uh, a pizza and you had to acknowledge cookies. Well, well, they just deliver cookies with the pizza. That's what. Oh no, that's here. Wait a minute. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. Where are my cookies? Damn it! I want the cookies. Don't block my cookies. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, pretty pretty interesting. So it's I mean it's uh, it's uh, the twenty fifth and uh, nothing. I, I think Europe still is standing. I don't think anything like that uh, bad has happened. But it does affect every. I mean everybody. John, uh, our our colleague John had uh, it, uh, had uh, emailed me and uh, uh, actually the week before last saying Gary, we got to be aware of the GDPR and. Well, how it how it affects Vox Optima, and I don't know that it really affects us too much. We do in, certainly engage with uh, folks overseas, as you mentioned. We were in Poland, and we still make connections and have business over there. But I don't I, uh, small potatoes like us. I don't think it's going to be a big uh, big deal. But it's something to be. We we definitely need to dig what? into. What and what it appears is for a lot of publishers who also uh, make money selling data. Uh, they're having to block access right now as they scramble to figure out how they can be uh, uh, compliant, but uh, you know, still, uh, I guess, tap that revenue stream. I mean, among the publications that have gone dark in Europe are the Los Angeles Times, New York Daily News, um, uh, Pinterest is blocking access, uh, regional newspapers own the enterprises uh, are all blocked, uh, and I... I'm not sure how many Europeans are reading American regional newspapers, but I think it's very interesting uh, that rather than comply, some uh, uh, websites are choosing to go dark. Maybe they're just going dark for now until they figure this all out and see, you know, what is the fallout here? What is, you know, what what does it mean for us if um, something slips through the cracks and, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a citizen of a, a of um, the EU um, gets uh, some of their data taken, their IP addresses is taken, and they make a complaint about it to the European Union? And, and then what does the EU do to the Los Angeles Times or something? What do they do? Uh, you know, what is the implication? 
So, and who, who knows? But I mean, what can they do? First of all, that's the other question. Is, I, mean, I guess they could, yeah, what do they do? What does the EU do to a non-EU uh, business? Well, up, um, fines can include up to 4% of global sales, which yeah, may how, not how be a big EU, deal for the Billings, the Billings uh, Montana Gazette. Four uh, percent of global sales. It might not matter. It, they may not need to bother to be EU compliant. For Amazon, it's a really big deal. Oh yeah, for Amazon. But what what about for for even a large but fully um, um, U.S. based corporation? I mean, maybe this is something we need to get a lawyer involved to figure this one out. But I mean, in other words, um, what is the implication? You know, does is there a mechanism oh. for the for the EU to fine a, a, a U.S. only company? Well, the law applies to EU citizens' data wherever it resides. Yeah, but how do they how do they enforce it against a U.S. company that says we're not in the EU? You know. Anyway. You know, I know I, I know a guy who we, should, yeah. we need to have on. I know a guy. Uh, Jeremy Berkowitz um, is a good friend, and he does a lot of work um, with internet privacy. So, and of course, he have. I think he's in Barcelona right now. He's having a vacation, so he's not going to be able to call in. And especially since in Barcelona, I'm pretty sure it's top of sour. So he's busy. Well, we could track but, him, uh, couldn't we, with the, with a cookie? <laughs> That's right. Let's let's just go send him a cookie and see what's happening. Uh, the um, basically, uh, Europe is has set itself up as the leading technology watchdog. And uh, if you think about um, just the, the mega data firms that have got footprints all over the EU, that would be Google, Facebook. Um, I don't think there would be any issue with the EU uh, going after them for uh, violating privacy. Uh, again, you know, the, the Billings Montana Gazette, uh, I'm not sure that would be um, a major target for this effort. Right. Uh, um yeah, and and I, I think also I think and I, again we would lo- need to get somebody who really knows what they're talking. Hey, if you're listening right now and you know know the ins no, and outs about GDPR, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, give us a call. Um, oh, we might as well tell. Give us a call at eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety because we we need to know more. But meanwhile, um, the, from what I you know the the big change I think one of the big changes I think uh, certainly for uh, for marketers. Is this aspect that that um, your IP address is now considered personal information from the EU? So that is, I think, a big change. So before, sure, you know, okay, I can't, I can't get your name and I can't get your birth date, can't get your, you know, whatever the equivalent of a social security number is, but um, but the IP address I can get, and that's the I think that's what where the one of the big changes there. And think about the implication merit also. Uh, for I would say benign use of information like that, relative. Oh, I don't know if it's benign or not. But if you're trying to do research on get analytics for a non-commercial uh, reason to find out trends and things like that, I, I mean, I imagine right. some nonprofits or you know, and 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 other right, types the of Gates organizations Fa- like the Gates Foundation. The Gates Foundation would be a good example of um, an American-based nonprofit with global impact. Mm. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Go ahead. In South Korea, Brazil, Japan, and South Korea are prepared to um, uh, implement similar similar regulations. Well, I wonder how long before it's um, 
doggone it, how long before it's here and we can't we can't take we can't steal private data personal information. <laughs> doggone it. This isn't any fun. Oh, there Gary, there's always the NSA. Don't worry. <laughs> That's right. What if, what if they're stopped? That's not going to be Come on now. What do you mean they can't do well, cookies the, either? You look at other I would say massive users of internet, China and Russia and um, they're already they already have um, internet privacy issues that we don't know about um, that are certainly used for I think uh, uh, nationally focused uh, purposes that are uh, that are disturbing. So I think the question is, can the unfettered internet as we've uh, fought to keep in the U.S. can it continue? And it looks like, um, as uh, with regard to European markets, no. Well, so, so uh, I mean, think about, uh, so uh, a, a lot of the uh, technologies used to, to market, um, you know, how that, how that is, um, how that is, you think, you think about, uh, you know, banner ads, you think about, um, you know, you know, t- highly targeted a- advertising um, and how that's going to be impacted by that. So you can, you, you may, you know, no longer can you know that, that, um, you know, person, you, look, every day when we go on, if I go online and, you know, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Facebook and you see those uh, sponsored ads or whatever they are on the, on, as you're going through your uh, news feed and then the next thing you know, uh, you know, you're, you're starting to see ads for that uh, elsewhere in your, in your web browsing, you know, that's the kind of thing that's going to be, uh, I think that's going to throw a big uh, monkey wrench into, into marketers. Well, and I think, though, it depends on the consumer behavior as well, because um, a lot of people who want to get to the content are going to say, or not even read it, and say, yes, I accept that this site uses cookies, and they click yes, and it's fine. Yeah, but I was reading this I, I morning. I think that's a big, a big element of this is individual consent. Yeah, and they just changed the way that, and they've changed the way, that, in other words, it has to be more explicit consent, um, and mm-hmm. it, where, where it's not just, I accept cookies, it's, hey, guy, here's here's what we're doing. We're, we're doing all the following things with this information, and if you're cool with this, mm-hmm. you've got to say yes, and I've seen those kind of things. Uh, oh, and I, I saw an interesting one, too. Um, this is, it just it's, it's typical, and it's kind of funny and kind of scary, but, uh, you know, criminals are taking advantage of GDPR and sending out bogus uh, privacy notifications about GDPR saying, hey, we have, because of GDPR, we got new information, so please give us, you, 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 you have to put your name and your information here so we can make sure that you're, we're in compliance. <laughs> that's good stuff. I, I know. That's, uh, that's good stuff. I hate to like give them uh, props for doing that horrible thing, but it does, you know, my goodness, the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in the world. That's what I want to say. I, I, I mean, it's been in the news all week, but and we've certainly seen some notifications. For instance, our timekeeping system is now GDPR compliant, uh, and I'm not even sure what, uh, what that means, but we know it's based in Belgium, so that's good. Uh, our you, time, uh, our time sheets are pretty innocuous. You do not get to know what I'm doing, what my eight hours are about, Merritt. No longer. Exactly, that's right. Can you, that's can right. You, find out you do what not I'm consent. Doing. I do not. Na 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 na. It seems to me almost like a a, a mini Y2K where enough uh, uh, previous action has been taken, where it seems like unless you're a really bad actor or really incompetent and running your global um, uh, website. Pretty much things are going to be the same, but we're going to we're going to be a little tighter on data. And I think after 
2016 election and the Facebook debacle, everyone will be happier about. Yeah, yeah, I did this. I'm sure this will. I'm not uh, blowing over is not the right term for it because it will continue to be and exist. I mean, I think uh, uh, yeah, the similarity in terms of the maybe the mild. Uh, panic if there was any y2k was a bigger panic and it turned out to be a, absolute nothing but uh you know this one is at least a real thing so gdpr you know whatever it is is going to be is going to be around so yeah so have you been have you been uh, reading through some of these uh, and 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 accepting them i mean have you been looking at whatever they're asking or have we have you just been i'm just curious have you just been going oh yeah i'll do it I, i'm in <laughs> Well, uh, because I wanted to pull up the Wall Street Journal on it, uh, article on it just before the show started, I just said yes. Yeah, you think it's the, the Wall Street article. Journal. You think it's the Wall Street Journal. Right, right. Well, hey, it's uh, we, uh, we're going to have to continue this chat in about three minutes. Um, this is You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors, uh, Merritt Hamilton Allen, Gary Potterfield. We're back at you with a live show this morning, and uh, we will be back with you in uh, just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You 
are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. And uh, we, we did get a response uh, back on uh, how the EU can actually find American uh, websites. And it's a really, really long uh, answer from Joe. I think the best way it is, they can. Yeah, you just try. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, all right, Gary, you'll be, you'll be the rock. You, you, you just send your website over to Europe and see what happens. Um, another, you know, there's just been a lot, it's been an interesting uh, week for internet privacy because yesterday Facebook and Twitter announced, um, formally announced their plans to increase transparency of political campaign ads. Now I've gotten notifications uh, on both of these because as you know, I'm currently a local politician and uh, Facebook is going to require a uh, paid for label on the top of any political ads. And clicking on the label will take people to a page where they can view the cost of the ad and the demographic breakground of the uh, breakdown of the audience that viewed the ad. Uh, Facebook is going to keep an archive of all of its political ads for the next seven years, or put another way, through a full congressional election, election cycle. And Twitter is going to restrict who can run political ads uh, on Twitter, and those running political ads for federal elections have to identify themselves and certify that they are in the U.S. Foreign nationals will not be able to target political ads to people in the U.S. And then Twitter's going to uh, start uh, badging campaign ads to, in case you can't tell it's a campaign ad, uh, putting disclaimers and a badge on, on them, some sort of icon that they're um, a political ad. I think that's interesting. I think that's for a lot of the issue politics. Um, I'll say my ads are pretty straightforward. They say something like, Merit's the nicest Republican, you know, vote for her June, June 5th. Um, it's pretty clearly a political ad. But uh, I think with the uh, spin that came in from foreign operators in the 2016 election, both to the far right, both to the uh, far left, uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook are, are, are taking those on. It seems to me it's a little late in the election cycle to be implementing these changes, uh, but I think it's I think it's good progress. I'm, I'd be curious. I think just for just curiosity's sake, uh, to be able to <laughs> dig in and see how much people spent on an ad is going to be interesting. I I haven't actually think. Oh yeah, about it. I'm I'm actually not a. Good. No, I mean I I'm not a fan of my opponent being able to see. Okay, Merritt spent forty bucks and only reached two hundred people with this ad. Well, that wasn't very effective for her, uh, but uh, that is what it is. Hey, I see a business opportunity. Just keep hitting political ads and see how much they they spend on it, and go. Hey, for your next one, I'll give you fifty percent off. It's not just. <laughs> 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 use it for well, pure, believe, completely different reasons. The uns, the unsolicited um, campaign marketing services that flood my inbox now. There's a ton of them. Right. What kind of things? I mean, just it, it, what, what politics, kind of things are they offering? Politics is quite a jobs program. Uh, text messaging and um, some of it's uh, yeah, and some of it's the basic campaign collateral like um, signs and buttons and bumper stickers. Uh, some of it uh, is robocalling. Some of it is automated text messages. 
uh, and each uh, each offering has two or three different vendors. Uh, it, it, that's kind of an interesting thing uh, because uh, this is such a local race, uh, to my view. I really want to spend my time with local providers and uh, not a, a conglomerate uh, across the country that uh, has a very um, uh, uh, formulaic uh, way of handling all the campaigns it helps. So it's, it's not something that is appealing to me, but I definitely, having perused the latest campaign finance reports, I see a lot of candidates in New Mexico relying on these uh, these, these national organizations. Just out of curiosity, this is uh, maybe way off topic, but you're so the constituency. How many how many uh, citizens would w- is your district? It would it be? Uh, it's about twenty. It's about twenty nine thousand people and about twenty two thousand registered to vote. I've I, I just been you know kind of uh, researching and looking into things just about representative uh, government and. Uh, and uh, I think that the numbers are something crazy, like uh, for, for at the federal level. I mean, every representative is uh, uh, has a constituency of an average of six hundred thousand people, or something like that. So it just makes me think about you know all, the the old adage about all politics is local is just is sounds like BS to me anymore because uh, you know yeah let's just line up and have all our let me, I'm going to go visit and say hi to all my constituents doggone it see Lee, you can do that at your level so I'm getting a tough topic but at any rate right, if I, right. I find it interesting no no it's, no it's actually it's pretty interesting uh, the gentleman who um, held this seat that I'm running for is now running for um, he's a county commissioner and he's running for re-election he was appointed to the county commission seat and so he's running for the first time and he's gone from um, uh, 29,000 constituents to over 200,000. And it's a very different way of handling things. At the, at the legislative level, it, it, uh, door-to-door, uh, mail, door-to-door. Yeah. And, of course, in a rural area like I am, it takes uh, – to, to hit 40 houses, it takes four to five hours. Yeah, door. Yeah, door to door is a. Here's a door, and then three miles down the road, there's door number two. <laughs> and, and and let's be clear, there are gates. It's kind of going gate to gate. <laughs> and it must hurt the knuckles when you knock on those. It does. It does. Yeah. I got some wire burns, and you know, and it's. Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's a, a, a little sense of insight in some uh, cases because where I live. Um, it's kind of a rural bedroom community for the Albuquerque metro area. People move out here to be left alone. <laughs> so, so, uh, does so, that give you pause so when, you're, no, when you're not? I take no trespassing signs real seriously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Last week, I went door to door in uh, San Pedro Creek and had uh, three people follow up with me and let me know they called the police if, if I ever stepped on their drive. <laughs> and this was, and these, I was just targeting primary voters. These are my own people. And so um, my, my, my candid advice is uh, if uh, and I, they did not have signs posted, they mm. just um, uh, were not comfortable with someone coming uh, door to door. And that's fine. I, I do. If someone has a new uh, uh, trespassing notice, I, I obviously uh, wouldn't dream of uh, uh, knocking on their door. But uh it, you know, so, uh, there, there's a strong mindset with uh, uh, campaign managers and political directors. No, you got hit every day or it doesn't matter. You step through that. No. If someone has a no trespassing sign and you knock on their door and leave a door hanger anyway, that's a great way to make sure they never vote for you. 
Yeah, I think uh, this you're you're giving some good. This is good uh, reasoning to uh, take advantage of some of that uh, those new technologies for communicating with your constituents. <laughs> to not to not have them yeah, show up with a I shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm using Mailchimp, and what I've done is I've taken two neighborhoods I've lived in for which I have the email lists, added them all into subscribers, and then they have an unsubscribe option. And then as people opt into my website, I add them. Um, uh, to my email list. I've got about 300 names. Um, and uh, uh, I, I'm pretty p- uh, pleased with that. And, you know, it's a little different with uh, the national nationally focused campaigns or statewide office where you hand somebody a business card and five minutes later you're on their email list for life. Right. Well, in fact, I gave I gave one I gave I gave one politician my business card about six years ago. And as a result, um, I am on the mailing list of every Democrat running for every office in Nevada. And you can't, and uh, they do have their obligatory uh, unsubscribe on there, right? Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I'm always interested because the headlines uh, get more and more um, arresting and desperate. And um, I, I kind of enjoy seeing the different tactics that people use. A lot of it is I need to raise $20,000 by midnight. Which to me sounds a little bit like um, I need to raise twenty thousand dollars by midnight. Here's where you wire the money money to my bank in Nigeria. Right, right. Um, I was wondering if um, some of this stuff. Do you, uh, you mentioned robocalls. You you're not doing any robocalling, or you are you know, any automated calls from I'm from Merit. Not. No, hmm. I I can do predictive dialing, and I've done that a bit. Um. It's just uh, getting anyone to pick up, anyone picking up their phone from an unfamiliar number um, is, uh, is tricky. You can use your own number. It's a, pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good technology, but I find that people here don't, they want to be left alone. So I'm relying on advertising, billboards, um, newspaper endorsements, uh, which have, uh, endorsements which from other elected officials. That's, where, that's worked out okay for you, the endorsement thing. Yes, yes. Oh, and and what everyone says about video and Facebook ads, absolutely. The the video we worked on uh, last week, I have like an 80% view rate putting it out in a sponsored post. Good for you. Well, that's good. I mean... Yeah, I have two two sponsored posts with video, and the engagement rate is so much higher than with anything else. Well, that is indeed where we are today. Maybe Uh, when I get my makeup on, I'll do another quick video. Okay, keep well, and that's and we've talked about this in other episodes about the you know, um, like Facebook living and, and you know, things like that, and and of course, um, you should be considering that. We just sit there. Of course, you have to put yourself somewhere, Merritt, where where you, the Facebook Live is actually going to work for you. I know you're in a, a challenging area for uh, you know connectivity, um, right. but that that would be useful right. for you. That'd be useful. I mean, to do a little Facebook Live if you've got something to say, because then you know it's Facebook Live. But then again, it, it it there it is in the in the news feed. So anyway, cool. So yeah, it's um uh, it, it's an interesting uh, element to it, and uh, I actually kind of appreciate, particularly I notice on Facebook, the vetting they put political candidates through, and they actually check with the Secretary of State to see if you are actually running and qualified, and say who you are. So this has been quite the learning experience for you. That's good. Outside of everything else, it's been it's been something to learn about. You you've learned a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. When it's not nauseating, it's exhilarating. 
<laughs> I can, that's a good quote. Make sure someone write that one down. Well, uh, we're, we are upon another break. And <clears throat> we're, we're talking about things like uh, the GDPR. We're talking about political advertising. And we're having a good time on a Friday morning. And you're listening to the Brand Ambassadors. Give us a call, 866-472-5790. If you have information or questions about any of these things, or send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to the Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield along with Merritt Hamilton Allen. And um, uh, we've been talking about the GDPR uh, which starts today officially being enforced, and uh, we've talked about political ads and uh, and uh, things of that sort. And Merritt, you, I think you even mentioned, brought it up earlier. Um, something that's happening with Elon Musk, or maybe it was off 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 uh, uh, before the show or something. But um, but if you don't know, folks, uh, Merritt tracked something down that um, uh, Elon Musk has now got something. He's suggesting something. Uh, um, maybe he's a little sensitive, you know, he's, because they people aren't giving him the love he needs about his Teslas and. And about his uh, the boring company and his space his space rockets and uh, uh, and everything and so now uh, we may get Pravda. Pravda, I think that's what he's going to call. He wants to call it Pravda, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what have no. you found out? Oh, does he? 
Yeah, he wants to. Co- he actually he's already. Well, he's, he's actually um, already. He's already. He's, he's actually already gotten legitimately. Uh, last fall, he got that name Pravda. He owns it. Well, Pravda. Pravda. Uh, anyway, go ahead. That Still makes no found. sense. Uh, well, I mean, unless he really wants to, you know, unless he really wants to um, uh, uh, disenfranchise, uh, you know, the Russian uh, media outlet. But you know, I. I, I look at this from uh, t- uh, two ways. Uh, executive communication and corporation tricky because the 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 path of least resistance is to say little. Uh, let's just keep everything to ourselves, and we'll talk to who we want to when when we talk to. Uh, the other side of that is you've got re- really an inspired entrepreneur. Uh, what he's looking at with regard to changing the way everything about the way automobiles are um, sourced and manufactured and operate uh, to uh, his SpaceX efforts. Uh, This is a guy who I think clearly has plenty of ego. um, And what's more important is he has plenty of drive and intelligence um, to back up that ego and put product, uh, product in front of customers. And that, and the fact that, I think he very much sees himself as a uh, beneficent entrepreneur. He wants cars to run cleaner. He wants uh, space tourism. He wants to make the world a, a better place. So when he when uh, he's criticized when share prices go down, when deliveries are delayed, uh, he takes it really personally, just like a political candidate uh, getting attack ads. I don't know what that would feel like. Hmm. And... Uh, uh, so I think part of him, you know, there's the, hey, I, I'm tired of this. Um, I've tried to engage with the media in a really open and direct way. I'm still getting hammered. So I'm going to create my own site to show you who's uh, who's real, a real deal in the news media and who's not. And, you know, I, I've seen I've seen some pretty good uh, from a political perspective ranking sites that use a big infographic to show you where uh, different uh, traditional and digital uh, media outlets fall in the spectrum of left to right and uh, credible and uh, uh, facetious. And I'm not sure if that's what he's uh, looking at doing, but you know, I don't know that you need your own media ranking website. I, d- I don't know that's going to serve you well. It's certainly uh, quite possibly going to alienate the media. Well, I mean, um, and then the other question becomes is that, you know, who's, who's, um you know, who's uh, monitoring the monitor, uh, you know, so you think, wait uh-huh. a minute, you know, right. is this, you know, is it, where's this coming from? Is this a, is this a left wing uh, monitoring site or is it a right wing one or is it, you know, what is this? So it's going to be a challenge to, to make that work. I know what you do. You just go to Amazon and figure out, have Amazon do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think, uh, you know, it's uh, I love this um, in this Reagan article. They uh, reference a uh, conference call uh, he had with um, uh, uh, analysts, and somebody asked him. So specifically, where will you be in terms of capital requirements? I.e., how much more money are you need to get from investors? And uh, Musk responds, "Next, next, boring bonehead questions are not cool. Next, Tesla stock price fell five. 0.6% the next day. Uh, and that I think that shows how sensitive markets can be to fits of temper. And I, th- yeah. and I really do think this is a little personality driven where we have a guy who thinks he's trying to do the right thing, 
who may be a little fed up with uh, the scrutiny. But let's think about all the people who don't want, uh, say, Tesla to succeed, like Toyota or General Motors. Uh, uh, you know, I think they watch Tesla very, very closely. Um, but uh, they, uh, uh, that type of revolution could be really disruptive to their revenue. Right. Well, I think, um, and they've know, got, and they've got powerful PR. For, as I say, they've got powerful PR, uh, you know, uh, organizations that uh, are definitely going to point out uh, every uh, uh, every potential flaw in a Tesla product. Well, I think isn't uh, uh, the 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 tax break is going to go away soon, isn't it? I, I think the tax break for the for the for the uh, electric vehicles is going to go away soon, which is going to um, be a big deal. Um, and and right. I, I think well, I, I think it's a good thing. Seen whether whether it could be renewed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it needs to be. Well, yeah. The question then becomes: Is it truly like with so many things, like with solar power and other things? As you say, you know, is is it truly is it truly market? Is is it something the market really is going to is going to take on its own, or does it have to? Or is the subsidy because the subsidized things tend to, you know, do they sustain? So it'll be interesting to see. But it's interesting also to see that he's able to absorb such. Um, uh, losses and continue on. And I'm also fascinated by um, I, this again, kind of veers a little bit, but the Boring Company, which I love the name. You know, for him doing the you know those underground uh, train-like things, whatever they are, those rocket things that go from like uh, L.A. to San Francisco or wherever they're going. Um, uh, he's got he does have some some wild ideas that are fascinating. So, and oh, by the way, as you know, there's a Tesla. They they have they have Tesla branding uh, right here at National Harbor. Um, right outside, right. right across the right across the I street know. from our office, uh, we've got the mm-hmm. uh, Tesla branded um, power stations. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting from a branding perspective. And I mean, and my, I think my favorite um, headline out of the Boring Company is SpaceX to leverage Boring Company tunneling technology to help humans settle Mars. All right, we're already there. You know, I was going to say it's pretty. It's pretty easy to bore yeah, through space. Yeah, because right. I I think the idea is living in an underground climate-controlled tunnel in Mars or using it for travel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The the notion that the first people going to Mars are on a one-way rocket really bugs me. Mm. That's right. I wonder. Yeah, I do. I wonder if the tickets are less expensive, like an air air travel, where, where you really, you, really, you don't save much money on a one-way ticket. Right. <laughs> and I think, well, and also, I mean, if you look at, uh, to me, uh, the notion of tunnels, particularly in California, is problematic just because of the geology there. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 there he goes and he starts boring a tunnel and the next thing you know, he's in the ocean. You know, the whole, th- the whole damn state's right, in the ocean. Right, along with San Jose. Right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but uh, you know, and I, I think it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know that I, I think of uh, Elon Musk as the next generation Richard Branson, as a charismatic visionary entrepreneur, uh, and I don't know that Branson. I think Branson takes a more traditional. Uh, uh, you know, a Merritt and Gary approach to the media, which is um, uh, embrace it and when it's good, um, bask in it, and when it's bad, move on. Yeah. 
Hey, I'm wondering if we have like a bad radio, if a bad brand ambassador show, if our stock price is going to dip 5%. Wait a minute. That's, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> no. I mean, we don't even do 401k matching. We got nothing. <laughs> I was thought I would see I was going to take the glass half full side merit and say that we never have a bad show. You see oh, okay. That? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I just got an email. Um, I use DonorBox for my online political donations. Hmm. We have created GDPR-friendly forms to get your donors' consent. So, European listeners, you can donate to my campaign with no problem. <laughs> That's well, you know, and hey, and you have you have uh, uh, we we are a, we have a multinational audience, uh, you know. Most of right. that is, is right. so. So we get folks from, you know, the Irish can submit the uh, the, the Filipino one. Yeah. Well, goodness gracious. Well, that isn't what we're okay. So. So uh, so anyway, so we were talking I, I, I feel I'll sleep better at night knowing that that four percent of my global sales will not. Be um, uh, uh, hammered by um, the EU. So we'll see if the we'll because that we, could be at least that could be at least a four dollar fine. That, <laughs> that's right. So we will see if uh, Elon Musk uh, decides to go forth with um, with his uh, and indeed uh, I read an article that he has it, it is called um, he has he has registered Pravda Corp. So uh, with uh, maybe he's being facetious, but maybe not. Uh, um, we'll see what happens with all uh, that. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I think it's something we might want to talk about in our final segment, though, is uh, challenges for executive communications, particularly in the digital age, and that can be uh, that can be government or corporate. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's. You wonder. I mean, again, maybe it's. You see all the wonderful things that are happening with uh, technology, and I love. I certainly embrace so many of them. I love to see what what's possible, and. <clears throat> But then you, then you know, is it a? But then you kind of get scared with some of it. You go, boy, is this? What is happening to the world? It's just, it's just a totally different. You you want to go back in the time machine, go back in the time tunnel, and uh, and and when life was so much simpler. Or at least go back to bed. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll be, we'll be talking about challenges for executives uh, uh, navigating uh, workforce, uh, corporate, and public communication right after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. 
At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen, here for our last segment. And we um, started the show off talking about the uh, GDPR, um, which uh, which is being uh, uh, enforced starting today in in the EU General Data Protection Regulation and uh, implications for businesses and implications for uh, business leaders and such. And um, and so that's just one other thing now that uh, we all that anybody who's uh, engaging in business engaging on online things if they're engaging in social media has to be concerned about and so um you know what's your take merit on what this what, the implication of, of of everything today not just the gdpr but everything that's going on uh for someone who uh, an, an executive who wants to engage in social media with their stakeholders well, I, I think um, that there are three elements, and whether um, it's uh, the executive uh, themselves uh, or a surrogate, uh, you've got to, I think, show confidence. You have to show competence and be factual uh, or at least have a compelling story in what you're saying, and you have to be consistent. You have to um, have a regular drumbeat of content going out on your social media feeds. If you're going to use a surrogate, um, which is, I think, a really weird term for it. But basically, if you're going to have someone else do your social media posts, one thing you can't do is overmanage them and overedit them. Uh, you need to work with that person till they really get your voice, and then you need to let them go. Because uh, one thing that's true of social media, it's much more instantaneous and con- conversational. And if you wait for the chop chain through three levels of corporate bureaucracy to approve a response, you're going to you're going to lose all the spontaneity that makes social media compelling. That's right. It, you have to schedule. You have to schedule weeks ahead your spontaneity. That's what you need to do. Um, uh, you, exactly. You that's what we do. <laughs> that's right. Dog, doggone it. Um, I as jokingly once I actually put this on a uh, credits of a of, of a newscast for somebody who didn't do anything. For us, and I was upset with that person, and so I called that person the director, uh, the coordinator of spontaneous events, 
I gave her that title. Um, anyway, um, you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned a regular drum. You need a regular drum beat in social media. Well, if the uh, using the metaphor of uh, drum beat, I guess that means I must have like sort of a jazz fusion drum beat. <laughs> mine isn't. Mine is not regular, and so I need to get more. Uh, I guess more of the, you know, Bulgarian National Army band or something. Yeah, I, I think you're a little more of a Philip Glass drum beat. And then you hear, yeah, and then you're nothing for a while, and then. Um, yep. Anywho, so yeah, so what? So in your case, um, both from your, you've got uh, boy, there are three different merits we have, we, we 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 deal with, don't we? Or, or is it all one? You you've got the merit, uh, merit Hamilton no, there's, Allen. There's, there's merit box. Yeah. Yeah. There's merit there's merit. Box optimum merit. Yeah, and merit the politician. And uh, and I, you do have to be conscious of that. I won't put anything political on LinkedIn because that is really for business networking. And um, I think my politics um, are pretty approachable and uh, sensible and appealing, but that's not the forum for it. Uh, Twitter, I have not built up a lot of following because I'm not seeing a lot of my primary voters using Twitter. Um, in the general election, I will definitely pick up, uh, definitely want to pick up more there. Um, I like LinkedIn and Twitter for Vox Optima stuff. And that's where I like to post my news articles um, about contracting, about shipbuilding, about PR. And I use those vehicles uh, for that. Facebook is where I do most of my political and my personal posting. And it's amazing um, how much less fun your personal posts become once you become a political figure. Well, I think about you're, you put yourself out there and you and you've been doing this for some time. And uh, and, and OK, you, you, you know, you put yourself out on social media. We do this radio show. You do uh, you, 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 you do. Uh, was it New Mexico and focus? You've done that. You do these different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, of course, that's great because it gets your thoughts and ideas out into the world. Um, but of course, also it also risk. it's out there. Yeah, because it's out there. And yeah, so people it's take risk. advantage of that. And, and that's certainly coming back. Yeah, that's that's a primary um, issue in my primary campaign is my opponent um, has lifted some clips from my PBS appearances and edited them. Uh, and then I, I appreciate once um, it was really picked up that they were skewed by the editing, they're being promulgated sometimes in their uh, uh uh, completeness, uh, but with such disparaging comments, I don't know that anyone bothers to go through and wa- uh, watch them all. So uh, uh, that that's very frustrating because it's uh, you can defend against a lot of things uh, with uh, proactive outreach, but lies are hard. Yeah, well, that's an interesting thing about you know obviously uh, anybody in journalism school. Um, and, and the things that we in mil- our military uh, journalism and broadcasting training, where we uh, you know learn about you know the, in particular with video editing what you can do uh, to completely distort uh, a, a clip from someone, uh, and so if that turns around and that and you see this you see those things in in, in in political advertising all the time where you're going okay you you see what the quote is and then if you do take the time to research and you find out that the the meaning was completely different than what you saw, you know did, you know does is there blowback on the person that uh, did that you know does it come back to haunt the person that says that and it puts forth the 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 uh, falsehood I guess. 
So, so it's uh, well. What's kind of what's kind of interesting is I mean, yeah, I'm focused on correcting the record because I think uh, getting uh, really involved in a in a point by point debate simply gives my opponent the airtime that that he seeks. Uh, and I, I think you also run a risk when you're really going on heavy attack um, of losing the focus of your own campaign and your own issues because you're so uh, busy concentrating on the opponent. And, uh, you know, we'll see in a couple of weeks uh, how it plays out. There's no way we can afford polling in um, uh, this district in this local election. So everybody's flying blind. Mm-hmm. But um, I think is also interesting is uh, my opponent has no advertising. Well, and we've um, got two papers and um, and digital editions of those papers. Um, it's uh, it's kind of interesting because we're we're kind of running down the clock. Right, uh, early voting started Saturday, so hmm. um, uh, not not sure what uh, not sure what that's about. And so, really, it's a battle of door knockers and direct mail at this point, as far as I can see. And I think every candidate in a contested primary in New Mexico would say the same thing. Okay, so so it may, I guess maybe in a few weeks, maybe um, when we're talking about it and we're saying welcome back to the brand ambassadors, I'm Gary Ponderfield, along with do I say like the honorable? What do I, what the heck do I say? The, the, the dishonorable. No, it's a primary. <laughs> no, you only call uh, me the honorable of you know in person. That's right. that's how we. Well, yeah, well that's that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, and this is only a primary, so uh, uh, we, we've we've got some time to go. But no, it's it's interesting. I find I, I really do have to partition uh, my comments, and I I, I want to be really careful in my political posts because they're open to anyone that I'm not saying anything that would be off-putting to any of our business colleagues or any of our Vox Optima business. Um, you know, fortunately, we've got a pretty diverse uh, business base, and I think uh, our clients know us and know me pretty well. So I don't think there's anything surprising out there. But it's definitely something I keep an eye on. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. I just the thing that bothers me so much about um, social media is when you're you're seeing these things. Uh, you know, that you have friends that and, and colleagues that, that that say all kinds of things online. And it, the problem with that is, you know, if you see these people face to face and meet them, you're good friends, and then you can you can get this all distorted and 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 develop these these animosities that are false. And so I think that it's good that people realize that, hey, folks, you know, we all have opinions, but uh, let's mainly just be you know, real business people who are trying to get good things done for their clients and real friends. Who, uh, and so I think a little bit less, uh, you know, that's why I'm, I don't put much of anything in terms of my political uh, thoughts, because I want to keep the seven friends I still have. Yeah, and I'm Just not kidding. an angry politician. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not an angry politician. I'm not a particularly angry executive. So, um, and I would not. I would certainly say you're not an angry executive either. So, uh, uh, I, I think I think from a Vox Optima uh, point of view, we're fine. Um, we have talked up to our time. We see Aaron, our um, uh, ever uh, ever present engineer, telling us uh, it's it's time to go. So uh, please check us out at voxoptima.com. Uh, this is the brand ambassadors for Gary Potterfield and Merritt Hamilton Allen. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in this week to the brand ambassadors. 
Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.